0: Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. With the 2021 holiday shopping season in full swing, today we will discuss the state of the U.S. consumer, including how and where consumers are shopping, the items or experiences at the top of wish lists, the potential impacts of the global supply chain, and more. Joining me for the conversation today, glad to welcome back Rob Samuels, Consumer Analyst Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office as well as Simeon Hyman, Head of Investment Strategy with ProShares. So Rob, Simeon, it's great to be back on the mic with the both of you. Looking forward to revisiting our conversation and diving into the holiday shopping season with you both.
1: Thanks so much,
0: Dan. Absolutely. So I guess as a starting point, before we get into what we've seen thus far in terms of turnout numbers, maybe we can hear your thoughts about what the expectations were heading into the holiday shopping season. So Simeon, is a starting point, heading into Black Friday, uh, what were your expectations in terms of consumer engagement, participation, turnout? What can you share with us there?
1: Sure. Well, if we wind back a week before uh, the holiday weekend, the news flow was all pretty darn good. I mean, just about all of the, the economic numbers were in pretty good shape if you looked at the last ism manufacturing and the ism services number and of course a very strong payroll report um and very specifically if you go back to october it was a very strong retail sales report now this may have meant that holiday started a little early we'll talk about that in a moment but online retail sales overall were up 1.7 percent in october but really importantly Those online sales were up more than twice that, up 4%. So all of those things were pointing to a pretty darn good Christmas.
0: So it sounds like there was a lot of momentum leading up to the height of the holiday shopping season. Rob, what were your expectations heading in?
1: Yeah,
2: I would uh, completely agree with what Simeon has to say. You know, we were coming in thinking that this would be a very, very good holiday shopping season. We just came off of a very good third quarter earnings season pretty much across the board in retail, where we saw uh, very good strength throughout the quarter, particularly ending in October. And we had a number of retailers comment that quarter to date trends in the fourth quarter have actually started to accelerate. So, yeah, that was all good signs leading into the holiday shopping season. And as Simeon mentioned, we did think that the season would start even earlier than uh normal, uh, just given the fears around inventory availability and supply chain. and I think you did see a little bit of that uh, over this past weekend. But all in all, we came into the uh, into this into the season. Uh, thinking positively and really nothing that we saw this past weekend changes our view.
0: So looking at wish lists, it's interesting because in years past, you think about the hot toy or the hot electronic item, though, given the pandemic period we've been living through, I've been hearing how experiences even rank high across wish lists, whether it be a ticket to that Broadway show or perhaps a vacation that's been on the back burner in terms of items or experiences, Simeon, that are sought after this year. What, from your vantage point, is ranking high across wish wish lists
1: i think the experience angle is an important one now these are all thoughts we all had before the variant started to emerge last week but again if you go back to just some of the data we were getting just before last week that ism services reading the last one was 66.7 that's extremely high you're really pointing to exactly what you were talking about early in the pandemic lockdown. You bought things because you couldn't do things. There's some real evidence that there was momentum behind experiences. And you know, whether that is hiccup a little bit from, from the emergence of this variant or not remains to be seen. But I think that was definitely a consensus view going into the holiday weekend that experiences could loom even a little bit larger than goods this time around.
0: Rob, are you picking up on that trend as well, that getting out maybe to that restaurant or to that show or to that destination?
2: Yeah, I think experiences, uh, does, will rank, uh, higher on the, on the wish list this year than in years past, whether it's tickets to a show, a concert, uh, a, a vacation, uh, even just, you know, perhaps eating out at a, a, a restaurant. I think a lot of those things, um, you'll, we'll see, we'll see more of that, but also in the same term, you know, we did have strong apparel sales over this past weekend. We had strong electronic sales. Uh, home improvement sales continues to be very, very good. Everyone thought that that would start to tail off by now, but that really has not seen much of a slowdown. So even though the experiences uh, are more sought after this year, uh, you know, people are still buying, um, you know, those those. Those goods that we typically see over the holiday
0: season. To that point, Rob, I was out at my local mall this past weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and I know we'll get into Black Friday in a few moments, but you did see a lot of consumers out there at the mall hunting for those deals and looking at those goods. And getting goods on store shelves, that, that's been somewhat of a concern because of these global supply chain constraints which have plagued retailers in recent months. Simeon, how might this impact goods arriving to stores or their final destinations this year?
1: So let's look at a few data points that we have uh, We have over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Adobe, as an example, reported a 124% increase in out-of-stock items. So it's a thing. But the thing may have peaked. Uh, as an example, the Baltic Dry Index, the shipping index, is down over 50% from its high of just a few weeks ago. Those containers outside of the L.A. port are down 25%. And companies such as TJX and Target say they're in a pretty good inventory position. Um, some pain, and so, so the, a lot of this pain may, maybe not a lot of it, but certainly a good portion of it is behind us. And you can see it in some of the margin reports that you saw recently in those, uh, in the, in the, um, retail earnings. You saw margin pressure from Walmart and Target. Even the online folks were not completely devoid of margin pressure. Curate reported, um, that they had some some uh, margin pressure from supply uh, supply chain issues. But it might be that we've passed the worst of it.
0: Rob, what have you been hearing with respect to the supply chain?
2: Yeah, you know, coming into the earnings most recent earnings season, everyone was worried about the availability of goods. But as Simeon mentioned, we heard from a number of different retailers uh, that they feel pretty good with where inventory currently sits. Uh, you know, we didn't hear anyone complain about uh, not having a core key items, uh, we heard um, management teams feel very comfortable with where they sit sat from an inventory standpoint and their available, availability to chase goods uh, heading into the holiday. So uh, I agree with Simeon that it does feel like some of the worst of the supply chain is probably behind us. And I think more of the issue uh, really was about on the production delay side, uh, where we saw factory closures in parts of Vietnam and some other areas, uh, mainly of footwear and apparel. I think that's probably where we're going to see some of, uh, you know, some outages as opposed to, you know, actually getting the goods into the US and and into the stores because, you know, according to those management teams, um, you know, the inventory situation sounds like it's much better than a was originally feared.
0: Okay, so some optimism there on a couple of fronts, and it sounds like at least on the supply chain side, we seem to be trending in the right direction. Now, sticking with risk considerations for a few moments, Simeon. I know a few moments ago you mentioned how the COVID-19 variant out of South Africa that has gripped a lot of attention, whether it be from investors, consumers, over the past 72 hours or so. How big of a concern is that to you for the balance of this season? Anything else in the way of risks, whether it be price inflation as well top of mind that you're concerned about
1: well it, it, the covid variant is, is at the top of everybody's list because just nobody really knows what its impact um will be um but what, what we've seen in the pandemic overall is a more muted impact to the economy than i think a lot of people expected so um it may be less likely, even if even if there's a re- even if there's a there there, it may be less likely to really hamper the consumer and perhaps just push some more of the uh, more of the sales back towards uh, towards the online front. And of course, inflation is what everybody that was that was at the top of the list prior to the variant. It was inflation. I think you're not going to find too many people who think that this six percent year over year inflation is the thing that's going to stick. But the Fed's target is two. And you know what? Maybe we'll be at three for a little while. A capacity utilization is the old school metric that is a pretty good, a pretty good indication, and it's getting up there into the high seventies. Um, for folks who don't follow it, get close to eighty, you get inflation pressure. So there's probably a little bit of extra inflation there, um, and that's the that's the wild card. It doesn't so far look like it's causing people to put off purchases, which ironically means that it may be that inflation is a little less transitory, but hopefully manageable enough to not put a big damper on demand. Nobody's saying, I'm going to wait to buy for three months from now because price is going to go down, um, and hopefully the consumer... Uh, and wage increases are enough to keep them in the game, which so far so good.
0: That's an interesting thought, Simeon. Rob, what are your thoughts on risk considerations, whether it be price inflation or this new COVID-19 variant compromising volumes in stores or foot traffic? What are your thoughts there?
2: Yeah, again, I would echo with what Simeon said, uh, with regards to the new variant, uh, inflation as well. I mean, I don't think we're going to see, uh, lockdowns like we saw, uh, you know, last March. I think at this point, you know, the consumer is happy to be out and about shopping. Maybe there's a little bit more extra caution taken, um, but I really I don't see it impacting the holiday season. You know, obviously inflation is a is a concern, and uh, you know, the, but as I mean up to this point, the consumer seems to be uh, taking it uh, taking it okay and and, and absorbing uh, you know those those price increases. I think the for us the biggest concern is just what consumer spending will look like over the next six to twelve months as we get into into 22 um if things do begin to slow down and you know there is obviously you know so a lot of inventory that's coming uh you know so does the promotional you know does 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 the, the promotional activity pick up once again uh from from where where it used to be um and in the, and and uh, retailers are forced to start discounting uh again i think that's some of the things that we're watching but. Um, yeah, we feel pretty good through through the end of this
0: year i do want to take a few moments to reflect on this past weekend i know over the years we've been talking about how black friday it's not what it was maybe 10 20 years ago as consumption trends and the way people go about shopping that has evolved and we'll get into e-commerce in a few moments but rob i think you were out at the stores this past weekend i know i was uh, Simeon, were you out there any observations or takeaways you can share with us
1: I think I'm scarred because I was Macy's training program and ran men and the newer <laughs> shell uh, more than twenty years ago. So I I, I tend to uh, never go back in the store on Friday Black Friday anymore. But Rob, I thought your point on the inventory is a really, really important one. You know, we did see a decrease a substantial decrease in Black Friday foot foot traffic, something around twenty eight percent. Some of that we all suspect was this front loading with that one point seven percent increase in um, in October retail sales, but also I think it's a re- likely to be a resumption in the increasing share of the pie of online retail. That double, double that one, more than double that 1.7% in October, a 4% increase, indicates that that long trend is well in hand. But your margin pressures pressure story is a real interesting one, um, to the extent that these inventories are. Hitting a little late and maybe, you know, you're getting some stuff you didn't exactly want. Sort of the leftover hangover from the from the uh, supply chain issues. I, I think there's an argument to be made that those pressures are likely to be more acute for the brick-and-mortar players because it's just a little bit harder to control your inventory.
0: I did work retail during high school during this time of year. So I, I know what you mean, Simeon. It's a very taxing time for those who work in big box stores. But Rob, as I mentioned, I, I think you were out there this past weekend. Were there any big deals or sales to be had?
2: Foot traffic was uh, a little bit lighter, as, as both Simeon and I, as, we, as we've mentioned. Um, you know, there were a couple of deals that we saw, You know, primarily in some electronics, television, things that you would... That, uh, we, you've seen, you know, seen in the past, um, but there was nothing really, no real wow door buster type of sales that you thought to yourself. You just have to, you have to make that purchase. Um, I was very, uh, quiet from an overall promotional standpoint of as, as, really as quiet as I can remember, uh, for, for several years now. And um, maybe things begin to pick up a little bit as we get closer to the actual holiday, but you know, I doubt it I think just given the the inventory the lead inventory situation that we currently find ourselves in I would expect the promotions to be Uh, much lighter than than we would typically see in a a normal holiday
0: year. You wonder if the deals have moved online. I know today is Cyber Monday, and Simeon, Rob, when we spoke together earlier this year, one of the topics we talked about was how the pandemic has resulted in e-commerce. The adoption rate has become more so since the start of the pandemic. More and more uh, consumers are gravitating to online for their shopping needs. What kind of role will e-commerce play this holiday season, Simeon?
1: I think we may have seen peak brick and mortar rebound out of the pandemic. Again, we, yeah, you know, I've referenced a couple of times the outsized online sales growth back last month, and that's very likely to continue. Uh, the overall season is going to be likely a decent one. Again, variant notwithstanding the NRF is still projecting eight to 10% uh, overall sales, but I think we'll see uh, a return towards increased, uh, market share from from e-commerce, uh, and it will only be even a little bit enhanced if, if the variant gets people a little spooked.
0: What about your thoughts, Rob, on e-commerce engagement relative to that of brick-and-mortar by consumers this year?
2: Yeah, I agree with Simeon. I mean, I think that we probably are, if not close at the peak, close to the peak with regards to the big uh, the, the rebound that we see in, in, uh, in, in brick-and-mortar. Um, you know, e-commerce was still up pretty nicely. This past, uh, this past weekend, um, you know, we expect e-commerce uh, to continue to be, you know, where the, where the growth is go- going to be. I mean, especially if this variant, uh, does become more of an issue and people become a little hesitant to be, to be in the stores that only, you know, tilts towards e-commerce favor. Uh, you know, so we think that, um, again, they, they cast out of the bag when it comes to e-commerce and it's certainly not going back in. We think that's where the growth will, yeah, we'll we'll continue to be over the next several years.
0: Well, Simi and Rob, very productive conversation as always, and a timely one at that. It's always nice catching up and hearing your thoughts on the consumer space. A lot here we can follow up on. So looking forward to continuing our conversation into the new year. Though in the meantime, I wish both you and yours a happy and healthy holiday season. Uh, thank you again for the time and insight today. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks very much. Thanks, Dan. Same to you.
0: Today we've been joined by Rob Samuels, Consumer Analyst Americas, with the UBS Chief Investment Office, as well as Simeon Hyman, Head of Investment Strategy with ProShares. The UBS Market Moves podcast channel is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy.